he said when he went there he started to teach them the aqidah of uh, of Imam Malik but prior to that he was he was uh, um, trying to reach out to the people there and there are Shafi'is a lot of them in, in Malaysia and they're Shafi'is you know, blind followers of Shafi'i Shafi'i Madhab not Imam Shafi'i because the Madhab sometimes may differ from the Imam himself the Madhab itself may differ because of the students they change and so on based upon Ishtihad uh, and there's no, there's no harm in following the ulama. But if the truth comes to you, uh, then we follow the, the haq, the truth. So we don't withhold ourselves to one imam. Uh? So for example, uh, one time in Mecca, they used to have four places of salah. SubhanAllah. Four places of salah, yani for the four madhabs. This is splitting the ummah. Now, alhamdulillah, one imam and the Muslims all behind him. Imagine he had four tarawihs at night. Which one will you follow? Which one will you... So, so uh, Sheikh Muhammad Aqil, when he went there to give da'wah, they said to him, there was like spreading, oh, he's wahhabi, wahhabi, like this. So he said, I'm just telling you what Imam Malik is upon. And the Imam Shafi, because Shafi was Imam Malik's student. So he said, I'm just telling you what... So then he had an idea, he said... I will gather the statements of Imam Malik in Aqidah. And alhamdulillah, that's what he did. And uh, it's, it's available, you can buy it. I think it's a PhD thesis that he did, mashallah, or master's yani, uh, project that he did, all on the Aqidah of Imam Malik. So if you have a problem, you're Malik and you have a problem with the following the Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah, then you can see the statements of Imam Malik. Because nowadays, you see, we live in a time where people... They try to distort Islam. They try to distort Islam and they themselves don't know what Islam is. So they say, for example, I am Maliki in fiqh. I am Sufi in tariqah. In tariqah, in the way I worship or whatever. And I am Ash'ari in belief, which is another three in one. <laughs> we say to them, why don't you be Maliki in fiqh? If you want to be Maliki in fiqh, يعني, without blind following in everything. And Maliki in aqidah. And Maliki in tariqah. Huh? Without uh, blind following, or in, يعني, if a mistake comes from Imam Malik, and he is a great Imam, he will get a reward. What will you get if you know there's a mistake and you still do it? A simple example Sheikh Muhammad al-Banna used to give to explain this beautiful subhanAllah example he gave. He said, for example, when I was at school, he said, they used to teach us the Hanafi Madhab in Egypt. When he would go home, his family is Shafi. He said, I became so confused. Because in the Hanafi Madhab, if you bleed, it breaks your wudu. But in the Shafi'i Madhab, if you bleed, it doesn't break wudu. So it's either you break wudu or you don't break wudu. You can't be in between, huh? Sorry? So he got confused. Another, another case, he said, when my, my father would go out for the salah, and uh, he says my mother would give him the towel. Oh, don't touch me. Because in the Shafi'i Madhab, if, you t- if the man touched the woman like this, lems, al-mara'a, breaks wudu. And in the Hanafi Madhab, it doesn't break wudu. So he 
really confused. There's two scenarios here, and both of them he got confused with. So he went to one of his uncles, he's supposed to be a learned man. He went to him and he said to him, I'm confused. And he, this one says it breaks, this one says it doesn't break, this one said, which one is it? So his uncle gave him a book about the four madhabs. So, so before he was confused of two, now it's four. <laughs> he then became more confused. <laughs> Until he said, I came across Zad al-Ma'ad, Ibn al-Qayyim's book Zad al-Ma'ad. And in there, he started talking about on this madhab, they say this, and this is the proof they use. And that touching the woman doesn't mean touch in the Quran, limbs al-mar'ah. Doesn't mean touch, means having relations, uh, bleeding. The Sahaba, they were in a battle and then they bled when the spears hit them while they were in salah and they finished their prayer. That means it doesn't break wudu. So these great imams, they all, they made, ishti, they all made ishtihad. And what is upon us is not to stick to only one. We never had the time of Sahaba. I'm Bakri. Never once said, I'm Umari. Never once said, I'm Uthmani. Did we have this? We didn't have that. Or rather, when the truth came to them, they followed even the small sahaba, young sahaba who had knowledge, they would follow him in that knowledge. So it is, قَالَ اللَّهِ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ That is the path of salvation. I just wanted to يعني, start with that until the tape recorder came. So we, we begin inshallah. لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله ما بعد this is the second sitting with regards uh, the explanation of Sheikh Muhammad Nasruddin Al-Albani rahimahullah with regards bid'ah uh, where <coughs> he mentions the hadith of Rasulullah and this is the title of uh, these sittings and that is كل بدعة ضلالة Every mis- every innovation is misguidance. And every misguidance is in the fire. And, this, uh, uh, and also Abdullah ibn Umar anhum, in explaining this, he said, and this is quoted in a sunnah of al-Marwazi, which is here for those who want to see it. Uh, Imam al-Marwazi, rahimahullah, who died in the year 294 Hijriya, more than... Uh, uh, 1200 years ago he wrote this excellent book called As-Sunnah and all of it is about sticking firm to the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Shaykh Ubaid Mashallah this year he, he, he explained it he explained it Mashallah Tabarakallah many narrations about sticking to the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and also leaving bid'ah leaving innovations so you will find that statement of Abdullah Ibn Umar radiallahu an authentic statement is in this book and this is uh, uh, from the manuscript that has been taken out by one of the uh, uh, teachers in the Jamia Islamiyah who has brought it out for the people uh, uh, from the manuscript for the people to read and that statement of Abdullah ibn Umar is in here every innovation is misguidance even if the people see it as good so there's no such thing as bid'ah hasana as the people they try to bring bid'ah hasana and so on and so forth clearly refuted by the Rasul Sallallahu in his statement and in his khutbah his exhortations that he was, used to give every innovation is misguidance and every innovation misguidance leads only to the fire and Abdullah ibn Umar explained it 
So we will continue with the explanation of Shaykh Albani regarding this great topic. And in fact, it was regarding uh, a kind of a, a question-answer session uh, between uh, Shaykh Albani and somebody who came with his son who had, they had a dispute regarding what is bid'ah and uh, they came and uh, basically uh, to discuss with Shaykh Al-Mani Allah to, to uh, understand exactly what is bid'ah so we'll continue with the discussion are, are you going to have the mic on it? that's okay or should I put it here? no, whichever is easier so we listen to our Shaykh Shaykh Nasir Al-Mani Rahimahullah Allah. So the Sheikh, Sheikh Al-Bani Allah says, now I'm going to repeat the question I asked you before with clarity and I, want an, uh, 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 and I want an answer as well with clarity without any diversion from the, from sticking to the question. So he says, with what Allah has given you, yani with what you ha- have, in terms of intellect and understanding, are you? And he says also, in terms of your intelligence, and in terms of your natural inclination to accept the truth, your fitra. Is it possible, and we are in the last part of this, uh, 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 of this time, of the zaman, before Yom Al-Qiyamah, is it possible that you are more knowledgeable? And he's referring to, are you poss- is it possible that you are more knowledgeable than the companions of the Messenger, even though you have intelligence and you have some understanding and you are, يعني, is it possible that you have a better understanding and better knowledge than the Sahaba? Is it possible? And the Tabi'een. And the A'imma al-Mushtahideen, those scholars who show their utmost to clarify what is bid'ah. Is it possible that you are more knowledgeable than them? In the Islamic legislation, we're not talking about the dunya. The dunya, now they've been to the moon and so on and so forth. They have, you know, this internet, you can see what's happening around the world. We're not talking about dunya. We're talking about in the deen, in the Islamic legislation. And also, is it possible that we are, yani, we hasten to do good deeds better than them? Or is it that they are better than us in hastening to do good deeds? Which one is it? This is the question Shaykh Al-Bani. And now he's, he's uh, asking him in detail so that he doesn't go and divert from the question. And is it possible that you are hastening to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better than the Sahaba radiallahu anhum? And from the rest of the pious predecessors. So the the, the one who's uh, discussing with the Sheikh, he says, uh, uh, one minute. <laughs> he doesn't want to answer straight away. So Sheikh Al-Bani says, take two minutes. <laughs> so then he's asking, what do you mean? Like in understanding the Quran, the tafsir of Quran. So Shaykh al he says that uh, basically 
to he says that uh, to understand the, the the question is half the answer. Is half the answer. If you don't understand the question, you can't answer. So you're asking me now, he said. So now I'm answering you. So Sheikh Al-Bahar said, as for me, I say that they, the pious predecessors, are more knowledgeable than us in the explanation of the uh, Quran. And they're more knowledgeable than us in the explanation of the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu and they are more knowledgeable than us in the Sharia of Islam, the Islamic legislation. Do you have any doubt in that? He asked the, the, uh, the, uh, the other person. He says, you have deviated because he didn't want to answer. So he started lecturing. I didn't get exactly what he was trying to say. But uh, Sheikh al Bahim was saying, look, you have deviated. Because all it is is a yes and no answer. Are, are you better than them? No. Are, you, are they better than us? Yes. That's all it is, a yes or no answer. So he gave a lecture instead. So Sheikh al Bahim says, now you have deviated again from the question. From sticking to the point. And this is the way of the innovators usually, and people of ignorance. Usually they don't know any better than sticking. Simple questions they can't answer. Simple question they can't answer. You know, do we go back to a basis, and that is that basis of Quran, Sunnah, and the Ansar companions? No two Muslims should argue with this. Yes, this is our understanding. We go back to that. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that in the Quran. In, in Surah An-Nisa, verse 115. Whoever contends with the Messenger, وسلم, after the guidance has been shown to them, and he follows a path other than the way of the believers, will leave him in the path he has chosen, and land him in the hellfire, what an evil place that is. So therefore, this going back to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, is, in, is incumbent upon us. As Allah subhanahu wa says in Surah Al-Baqarah as well, وَإِنْ آمَنُوا آمَنُوا If they believe as you, the Sahaba, believe, then they will be guided. So where, where is this going back to the best way, the best people, the best generation? The understanding of the companions, radiallahu anhum, in that which they united upon. This is what the, the, the Rasulullah called us to when he said, عَلَيْكُمْ بِالسُنَّةِ وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَافَاءَ الرَّاشِدِينَ الْمَهْدِيِّينَ مِنْ بَعْدِي Upon you is to follow my sunnah and the sunnah of the Khulafa al-Rashidin, the rightly guided caliphs, Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali radiallahu anhum ajma'in. To follow that, because their sunnah is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu If they unite, I'm not talking about if, they, if one says his opinion, but when they come together, this is deen. <laughs> So, uh, um, the question actually, what he was saying was that, is it, are you talking about some of them or all of them? The Shaykh al Muhammad said, I'm talking about all of them, meaning the companions. Are you better than any of them in your understanding? 
Are you better than them in your adherence to hasten to do true to 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 worship Allah or not? He said, I may, for example, be more knowledgeable of you than another sheikh, another scholar, regarding a hadith. And he may be no more knowledgeable than me, than me until if this Mawli is He's not talking about one of the companions. He said, in general, the companions, are they more knowledgeable than us? So, better understanding us. Because when we say, the companions, following the Salaf, we don't just mean one of them. We don't just mean one of them, or two of them. We mean what they unite upon. That which they unite upon, they are more knowledgeable than us. And they have better understanding than us. In that which they unite upon, in that which they adhere to. And they're rushing to uh, 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 do good deeds. They have more knowledgeable. And they are better than us. They are better than us. Because they lived with the Rasul or they met him and they believed in him and they died upon that. Allah rose, chose them to be with the Saha, with the Rasul The best people is my generation. Then them to come after them. Then them to come after them. They're the best people. As in the hadith in Bukhari. So I'm asking a general question, Shaykh Al-Banim says. Islam in general. Who's the most knowledgeable of it? Islam as a whole, who's the most knowledgeable of it? So the questioner now, he answered, the Rasul and his companions. He said, this is what we wanted from you from before. Barakallahu feek. May Allah bless you. <laughs> Sheikh Rabi always this is this. When he talks, mashallah, at the end of the sentence, Barakallah Vik. Hey, this is what we want. We want that the people follow the truth. We want the people that they, step by step, they follow the, you know, the, the principles of Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah, the way of the Salaf al Principles, step by step, until we don't disagree. The problem with the Ummah nowadays is because they don't follow the steps, one by one. They don't have, the foundation is all corrupt, so how do you expect to to build a house upon the wrong foundation. وإن شئت نحن تكلمنا معك في هذه الآية وأثبتنا لك أن الذين يأكلون هذا يدل على أن الأرض تدور هذا خطأ لأن هذه الآية تتعلق بيوم القيامة يوم تبدل الأرض غير الأرض والسماوات وضرب ويبان وعيقها لسنا ركلها في هذا الخبر وأنا أسلم معك جدلا أنه قد يكون رجلين متأخرين يعلم حقيقة علمية كونية أكثر من صحابي أو تابعي لأخري so you know the questioner was trying to divert and uh, away from the main discussion you know from uh, uh, something that is seen today maybe somebody now may know an affair in the cone in the to do with the natural affairs that are happening now they may know greater than one of the companions about an affair in the dunya what's happening 
like how earthquakes, how does it start and how does it, or whatever. They may know something in science. They may know something in, you know, a bit more in the affairs of the dunya and, and, and so on and so forth. But we're not talking about that, Shaykh al Bani saying. We're talking about the affairs of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is not to do with the beneficial knowledge that we are talking about. Nor is it anything to do with righteous actions which we are talking about. We are talking about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not whether the mountain is in this particular situation or whatever. <laughs> he says, for example, now this science that you are mentioning, the science of, you know, uh, uh, geography or whatever. He says the kuffar are more knowledgeable than us in this affair. This is something I tell you with, with openness. The, the, the non-Muslims have more knowledge of us in this affair now. With the geography and so on and so forth. And you can see that with the maps that they make and all, you know, the detail that they have in this regard. And, you know, so we're not talking about this affair. Shaykh al is actually trying to go back to the main point of the discussion. The affair of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is the benefit of them knowing more in this affair? Of geography and that. Did they benefit from it? Did they worship Allah better? So the main topic that we want to talk about is that affair which brings us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what we are concerned of. And this is what we're concerned with. Not the affair of uh, yani, uh, geography and this affairs of the dunya. So now what we want to bring the discussion to is, as, as, the, uh, 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 as it seems to be the complaint at the beginning of tape one, and that is regarding the Prophet's birthday. Is it, uh, sorry, sorry, is it something which is uh, legislated or something which is not legislated? And he said, and we have agreed that this, if it was good, then the Rasul and the pious predecessors would have rushed to have performed it. If it was good. Because they would have more knowledge of it than us. So we don't see, that, we don't see them doing it. Because if it was good, they would hasten to perform that good before we would perform it. Is there any problem with that, what I have said? Is there any doubt in what I have said? He said, no. So he said, don't divert then from the discussion. And you start bringing us affairs of science and geography and all this. We're not talking about that. Because that has nothing to do with the person wanting to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With good deeds and so on and so forth. And I said to you something and I hope you don't forget it. So, 
Don't forget what I said to you. That those who accept that the Mawlid is, the Mawlid, celebrating the Prophet's birthday, is good. And those on the other side who say it is not good, they both agree, he says, to uh, regarding one thing. And that is... Yeah. They both agree. Both sides agree it wasn't at the time of Rasulullah. It wasn't performed at the time of Rasulullah. You must know this reality if you don't know it. He said, I know it. He said, Good. So, this supposedly good thing wasn't there at the time of Rasulullah nor the time of the Sahaba nor the time of Tabi'een the successes nor the Tabi Tabi'een their successes how could a good thing pass them by like that something good how can you just pass them by like that it must be one of two, uh, you must uh, you must be one of two things, or you must be aware of one of two things. Number one, they knew about this good just like we knew about it, and they're more knowledgeable than us. Or they didn't know about this good. So how did we understand it? Understand it? How did we come to know it? They didn't know it. So if they knew it, why didn't they do it? If they knew that this is good, why didn't they do it? Are we more closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than them? This is the reality. No one is able to repel it. The one who wants truth and haq, I'm not talking about following your fathers and your grandfathers and desires. We're talking about those who want haq, those who want truth. If they ask this question, this good which you claim is being is good, it's either two things, not... No three to those two things. No, 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 no third thing is attached to those two things. There's only two things. Either all of the pious princes knew it, or they didn't know it. So whoever's guided, he's guided for himself. We don't just follow my opinion. Absolutely not. So whoever's misguided, then he misguides himself. This back goes back to him. So you tell me now. Did they know or did they not know? Take, take a, some freedom now in answering and look at the result of what's going to happen. So if we say they knew this good, 
the Salaf al-Salih, the pious predecessors, they knew that celebrating the Prophet's birthday is good, then why didn't they do it? And you say, they didn't do it. So this so-called good thing which you say, and uh, many of your يعني, teachers or whatever, they say this, that this is good, but they didn't do it. So, he's asking a question, Shaykh al is asking a question. Is there a third thing that can be added to that? Either they knew it is good, and they didn't know, or they didn't know it, it was good. Can there be a third statement that we can add to that? No. He said no. Either they knew it's a good thing or they didn't know it's a good thing. So we take the best of the two. Just as, you know, uh, uh, for, for argument's sake, let's just take the best of the two arguments. So which is the best of the two arguments? That they knew. Because because they don't know, you know. Okay, say they knew. They knew that this Mawlid and Nabi was a good thing. Just say, for argument's sake. But why didn't they do with yani, this, this good that was supposedly good? Why didn't they act in accordance to it? Why didn't they celebrate it? Not even once they didn't celebrate it. Why? A worshipper from them. Knowledgeable, righteous. Why didn't he do this khair? Supposedly, if it is khair, if it is good. Why he didn't do it? None of them would do it. Not one person. None of them at all. And there are millions. <laughs> Many. Meaning, you know, the Tabi'een, 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 Sahaba. There are many. And they are better than us and are closer to Allah subhanahu than us and more eloquent than us. You know maybe the statement of Rasulullah I hope, Yani, that you know this. لا تسبوا أصحابي حديث البخاري Don't curse my companions Ibn Hajar rahimahullah has got a whole explanation of it لا تسبوا أصحابي You can buy it as a risala mustaqilla a risala a treatise all about this 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 hadith Do not revile my companions لا تسبوا أصحابي كوالذي نفس محمد بيده For the one whose soul who uh, uh, is in his hands, meaning my soul is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I, it's like a swear by Allah. He's swearing by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning, 
If any one of you were to give charity the size of Uhud in gold, he would not even be able to do what a mud, the measure of a mud of one of them. A mud is basically when you put your two palms together like this, this is considered to be one mud. Not even half of that of what they have done. If you were to give charity the size of Uhud in gold, and Uhud is a great mountain indeed in Medina, you would not even reach this of what they have done, not even half of that. Do you see the difference between us and them? So he says, I swear by the one whose hand is my soul, that whoever was to give charity the size of Uhud in gold, he will not be able to reach the measure of one mud of what they have done, nor even half of that. Because why? They strove with their utmost effort in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they were with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they took knowledge directly from him. Raddan tariyan, fresh, without any intermediary, any middle person. They took it fresh from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this clearly shows you the difference between us and them. And even the Rasulullah said, if anyone wants to read the Quran fresh, then let him read it from Ibn Umad, which is Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, because of his recitation, just like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa just like fresh. Whoever wants to learn Quran, then take it from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu. So these are the Salaf al-Salih, the pious predecessors, and ahead of them, are the companions of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It is not possible that they were ignorant of a good which will get them closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and we came to know it. And if we say they came to know, just like we came to know of, an, of a good deed, it is not possible to say that they were deficient in fulfilling that good deed. He says, I hope this, is, this point has become clear to you, which I am referring, or which I am speaking about. He said, this clear. He said, Jazakallah khair. Something else I would like to speak about, Sheikh Al-Bani says. There are many ahadith and also many verses which clarifies that Islam is complete. And I'm sure 
that this reality which I'm mentioning is something that you yourself are aware of. So in this regard, there is no difference between alim or talib al-ilm. They all agree with this fact, inshallah. Because this haqiqah, this reality is known. That Islam is complete. And it's not like the religion, religions of the Jews and the, and the Christians. Every day they have changing and they have, you know, changes their religion. So I remind you of the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this day have I perfected your religion. I should say, this day have I completed your religion and have perfected my favor upon you. This day have I completed for you your religion. And I perfected. Huh? Perfected it, subhanallah. Yani what's perfect can it, be, can it be added to? What's perfect can it be, uh, uh, can you uh, uh, yani, uh, uh, bring something new? It's perfect. You can't add to it. Can you perfect even more? No. And I've bestowed my favor upon you. And I have made pleasing for you Islam as your religion. Allah is saying this in the Quran. So now a question arises. Uh, and just uh, as a point of benefit, Ibn Kathir, in the tafsir of this verse, he says this is the greatest ni'mah upon the, the, the Muslims that Allah has given. Allah has given us much, mashallah. He's given us a roof over our head. He's given us life. He's given us uh, 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 provisions, sustenance. He's given us family. He's given us children, parents, brothers, sisters, neighbors. He's given us wealth. He's given us much. But the greatest of all of the things that he's given us is Islam. That he's named you Muslim. That he has made you a person recognizing the truth. And the greatest thing in that is to recognize Tawheed and be upon the Sunnah of Rasulullah The greatest of all things. Because there are many Muslims out there and unfortunately, and unfortunately they, are, they have fallen short in this, following the Sunnah of Rasulullah And unfortunately, many Muslims now, you find them rushing towards shirk, associated parts with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So instead of calling upon Allah, they call upon other than Allah. Instead of relying upon Allah, hoping to meet Allah, you find that their hope and their desire is to worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead of relying upon Allah, they wear talismans and they rely upon that. And they rely upon these bangles and these talismans and, you know, instead of relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Instead of calling upon Allah and turning their, their affair to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they turn to other than Allah, to those in the grave, to the, the, the dead. They are dead in this life. In the barzakh they are alive. That's another, that's another stage in itself. But in this life everybody dies. Kullu nafsi daiqatul maut. And in this life as Abu Bakr as-Siddiq said about Rasulullah whoever worships Allah then he lives. He doesn't die. Whoever worships Muhammad as then he has died. So if Rasulullah has died and you are, and your Shaykh is still alive, how could he be? And the Prophet said in his lifetime, a hundred years from now, no one who's alive now will be alive after that, in a hundred years from now. And even that, they, uh, some of the scholars, they even found the last Sahabi died a hundred years from that time. 
the last one, he died. And from that time of the Rasulullah until that time. And I remember reading it in the, the books of uh, Hadith, but I can't remember who it was, but the name was mentioned. And that was the last, and it was exactly as Rasulullah said. The last person who was alive then, he died exactly a hundred years from then. The Rasulullah spoke the truth. So how is it they say, as Sufis say, that Khidr is still alive, roaming around? And uh, uh, he comes when they call him. How is it that the Sufis, just like Nuhayim and Kela, he says that in the birthdays, not only are we allowed to celebrate birthdays, he says that also Rasulullah is present in those birthdays. How can he say this? Rasulullah is present in, in, in your birthday. In his birthday, yani with your gathering of bid'ah and shirk. Why do we say shirk? Because he says he's allowed to call upon Abad than Allah in times of hardship. And we've seen them even on YouTube. Hamza Yuf saying with a group of uh, uh, Sufis, say, Ya Rasulullah, Al-Awn, seeking aid, and I'ana from Al-I'ana, Al-Awn. Madad, Ya Rasulullah, Madad, Ya Rasulullah. Madad means seeking aid. Allah, we have seen them with our own eyes and heard them with our own ears saying this. Calling upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how is it that these individuals can be cooperated with and sat on the same platform with and, 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 uh, and called to? How? When they are, they are calling to the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are calling to the sunnah, not the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu the sunnah of the mushrikun, because sunnah in Arabic means way. They're calling to the way of the mushrikun. Not the way of Rasulullah sallallahu Rasulullah sallallahu himself on his, on his deathbed. And he said, Allah curses the Jews. Why? May Allah curse them. Why? Because they took the places of their anbiya, their prophets, places of, of, of their graves as places of worship. Don't take my grave as a place of worship. This is Rasulullah sallallahu Telling the people to repel them away from worshipping him but rather calling them to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And his whole life called the people to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He feared that they praise him. He said, don't praise me just like the Christians praised Isa ibn Maryam. Say, I am Abdullah wa Rasulullah. I am a slave of Allah and his messenger. This is Rasulullah Seems it's just gone round. So Sheikh Al-Bani says, look, take your, take your time and be calm. If you don't understand something or if you don't accept something, say I don't accept so that we can deal with that situation. So if this Mawli, this celebrating the Prophet's birthday is good, 
then it will be from Islam. And if it is not good, then it's not from Islam. So, and we have agreed that when this verse was revealed, this reverse, and on this day I have perfected your religion, that after that, there's not going to be anything that can be attributed to Islam. Because that's the last, that's the last completion of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you cannot bring something after that and say it's religion. So now I'm going to uh, ascertain or affirm what I've just said with some statements. Uh, such as the statement of Imam Malik, rahimahullah, the Imam of Dar al-Hijra, the Imam of Dar al-Hijra, meaning al-Madina, because he was the Imam at that time. And he's from the second uh, uh, imams, from the four imams. Because he died 179 Hijriya. 179 Hijriya. So he's known, known as the second imam, from the four imams. So the first imam who came before him was Imam Abu Hanifa, from the A'immat al-Arba we're talking about. Before them, of course, there were imma. There were sahaba, radiallahu anhu. So the, uh, uh, but uh, those who uh, uh, strove after them from the uh, pious predecessors and so on were known as the four imams. The likes of Abu Hanifa, Nu'man ibn Thabit, rahimahullah, and likewise, Imam Malik, rahimahullah. And he was the imam of the people of Medina. And notice, Imam Malik, rahimahullah, he heard from the students of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu. So you find the golden chain which is in Muatta, Imam Malik. Imam Malik, rahimahullah, narrated from Nafi', Nafi', from Abdullah ibn Umar, radiallahu anhumah, who narrated from Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is Imam Malik. So the third imam from the fourth imams, four imams, is Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, the student of Malik. And likewise his student, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahimahullah, from the fourth imam. And he died in 241 Hijriyah. And uh, uh, Shafi'i rahimahullah, 204 Hijriyah. So listen to what he says, Imam Malik ibn Anas. <laughs> Whoever innovates into Islam an innovation, one innovation, he didn't say many, just one. <laughs> that he sees it as good, then he has claimed that the Messenger has deceived the message. He brings just one bid'ah. It is as if he is saying, Rasulullah deceived the message. A'udhu Billah. So let's go forward here. Seems to be a problem with the tape, but. Okay, close. 
عظيم جدا انه ليس من الاسلام في شيء واضح هذا قال الهجره امام المدينه نعم تعرف عنه شيء الامام مالك الذي هو الامام الثاني من الائمه الاربعه الامام الاول ابي حنيفه انه هو نبي ثابت رحمه الله الامام الثاني مالك بن انس الذي كان امام اهل المدينه والامام الرابع محمد بن دريش الشافعي رحمه الله جميعا والامام الرابع احمد بن حنبل so listen to what he says and I'm going to give you the reference just so that those who say Sheikh Al-Bani Ahmadullah he's bringing it from himself and that that we can uh, clearly say that is incorrect Sheikh Al-Bani Ahmadullah when he quotes he quotes with ilm with reference so we're going to give you exactly the reference he said it word for word just as as quoted by Ibn al-Majishun Ibn al-Majishun said سَمِعْتُ مَالِكًا from his students said I heard Malik say Whoever innovates into Islam, bid'atan, an innovation yaraha hasanan, that he sees is good, فَقَدْ زَعْمَ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا صَاسِمْ خَانَ الرِّسَالَةِ Then he has claimed that Rasulullah has deceived the message. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ يَقُولُ Because Allah says in the Qur'an, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ This day have I perfected your religion. فَمَا لَمْ يَكُنْ يَوْمَ إِذٍ دِينًا So what is not deen then, in the time of Sahaba? فَلَا يَكُونُ الْيَوْمَ دِينًا Then it is not considered to be deen now. Allahu Akbar. And this is a statement which is quoted by Al-Shatabi Rahimullah in Al-I'tisam, volume 1, page 49. For those who want to research. So it's just as uh, uh, is quoted in Al-Shatabi uh, by Imam Al-Shatabi Rahimullah in his Iqtisam. Uh, and likewise, there are other statements clearly showing that we stick closer to the Sunnah of Rasulullah keeping away from the bid'ah. And that this deen is complete. From the statement which is recorded in At-Tabarani, in, in his Mu'jam al-Kabir, uh, uh, number 1647. And Abi Dhar al-Ghifari, upon the authority of Abu Dhar al-Ghifari, radiyallahu anhu, qala, tarakna Rasulullah s.a.w. wa ma ta'iru yuqallibu janahihi fil hawa, illa wa huwa yadkuru lana minhu ilman. Prophet left us upon a way that even the bird flapping its wing in the sky, except that the Prophet told us a wisdom behind it, a knowledge behind it. So he said, قَالَ رَسُولَ سَلَّمَ مَا بَقِيَ شَيْءٌ يُقَرِّبُ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ وَيُبَاعِدُ مِنَ النَّارِ إِلَّا وَقَدْ بُيِّنَ لَكُمْ There isn't anything, the Prophet then he quoted the hadith, there isn't anything that, that will get you closer to Allah and keep you... Uh, uh, sorry, that will get you closer to Jannah, paradise, and keep you far away from the hellfire, except that it has been clarified to you. 
And the sanad of this hadith is sahih, is authentic. And you can see it in Al-Itmam, uh, number 21,399, and the Risala of Imam al-Shafi, rahimullah, page 93, uh, with the uh, tahqiq of Ahmad Shakir, rahimahullah. And likewise, you can find this narration, this authentic narration, in Miftah al-Jannah, uh, of al-Suyuti, page 32. Now, with the tahqiq of Badr al-Badr. Badr al-Badr. So you can see the clarity regards those statements, statements of the Rasulullah as well as the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. And what is beautiful is the statement of Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu who said, Ittabi'u wa la tabtadi'u, follow and don't innovate. Faqad kufitum, for it is sufficient for you. You have been sufficed. Wa kullu bid'atin dalala. And every mis- uh, bid'ah, innovation is misguidance. A hadith which is in, narrated by Abu Khaythama fi al-ilm, number 54. By way of Ibrahim al Nakhai, Rahimahullah. Wahada Sanadun Sahih. Because he uh, says this, hadith, this Sanad is Sahih. Lima huwa ma'rufun an Ibrahim fi hadihi al Sira an Naha an Ghayri Wahidin an Ibn Mas'ud. Because other than Ibrahim Nakhai had reported it uh, uh, from the other narrators, clearly showing that Ibn Mas'ud's statement, Rahimahullah, is a, a statement of uh, which is authentic. نعم. <تصفيق> So this statement of the Malik statement, Rahimullah, should be written with gold. <laughs> so what is not considered to be deen then, time of Sahaba, cannot be considered to be deen now. He yani quoted it word for word, subhanAllah. And this is the way of the, uh, the ulama. Wallahi, the way of the ulama in every time is they follow the athar. They follow the narrations. The way of the innovators, they follow the ahdath. What's ahdath? They follow the news, the politics. You know, they go with the, they go with the, uh, 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 not with the narrations, but they go with the siyasa. They go with the politics. They go with the, uh, uh, what's happened today, what's happened tomorrow. What is going to happen? What is this? Why? They go with all of that. They think that this is the solution to solving the problems. But the ulama, they go with the athar. And this is why, يعني, many years ago, we would not have expected certain individuals that were calling to sunnah, we would not expect them now to be with the Sufis. We didn't expect. We didn't expect that, subhanAllah. We didn't expect certain individuals who are calling to sunnah, saying we are students of Shaykh Al-Bani, rahimullah. We didn't expect them now to say, to be introducing books of Hamza Yusuf, saying that this is a good work. And this person, Hamza Yusuf himself, has, has uh, translated a, a poem which has got shirk in it, the Burda of Busayri, the poem, the cloak, it's called, of Busayri. It's got shirk in it. One of the lines of poetry says that, if you, Muhammad Sassim, do not hold my hand on Yom Al-Qiyamah, I'm lost. 
What about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Isn't it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that, that it has full authority on Yawm Al-Qiyamah? So we find statements of shirk in that poetry, but we find he, this Hamzim translated it. And not only that, he pushed it out, it's published, and it's very expensive as well. On top of that, <laughs> on top of the bid'ah and the shirk in there is also very expensive. Harm your pocket as well, as well as the, <laughs> the bid'ah that's in it. <laughs> Affect your deen and dunya. And uh, we find translated the aqeedah of Imam His aqeedah is the narration by Alhamdulillah, Shaykh Al-Bawzan has explained it. And other than them, from the ulama, they've already explained it with an explanation which is tawheed and sunnah. So he has now come and done his translation of it. And yet we find those who are, 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 so, uh, so supposedly adhere to the sunnah, we find them doing this. And we don't make tabdeer of the Muslims, but we find these actions strange. These actions strange. How could anyone introduce something which is uh, uh, going against the correct aqeedah of Ahl sunnah wal jama'ah regarding Allah's beautiful names and attributes? How can you do that? For this is something which is been at war with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but Allah will aid the people who go forward upon tafsil, upon bayan upon clarity, upon clarifying the bid'ah and clarifying the sunnah and going forward with the sunnah and keeping away from the bid'ah not uniting the sunnah with the bid'ah and going all in one camp such that the people don't know what's sunnah, what's bid'ah what's tawheed, what's shirk because as much as you have shirk in ibadah you have shirk in asma'u sifat as well if the people don't follow the correct tawheed uh, 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 in accordance with the companions and the tabi'een and the tabi'een tabi we find them also changing and also doing tash- the, the, the things that they spoke against they're doing tashbih liking Allah to his creation uh, tahrif distortion distorting the, the beautiful names and attributes from their correct meaning tafweed from the correct meaning and distortion from the text itself from the actual word itself and also ta'teel, negating. And many of these ashaira they do that. Hamza Yusuf and these ashaira Sufis, ashaira they negate that Allah subhanahu is above the arsh. So how can we accept this when we go back to Allah and His Rasul sallallahu And this is our, this is our, uh, 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 yani, our foundation. So Shaykh al-Banihullah, like many of the ulama, they stick to the athar, and this is why they are, they, they are saved. By sticking to the athar. Stick into the narrations, as Awza'i rahimullah says, uh, 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 stick to the athar, wa in rafadaka nas. Alayka bi athar, stick to the athar, even if the people were to leave you. Wa in zakhrafuha bil qawl, even if the people were to beautify, other than that, with speech, with beautiful speech. <laughs> So when did Imam Malik Rahmullah said that statement? He said in the second year, in the uh, second century he said that. In the best of generations, the three best generations. So what about those generations who came after them, like the fourth, fifth, sixth? If it's not deen then, it cannot be deen later on. 
should be written with gold this statement of Malik <laughs> he says the, diff- yani the difference between us and them meaning the ulama like Malik in terms of the adherence to the sunnah is like the distance of the east and the west nowadays you find Muslims instead of sticking to the statements of Malik rahimahullah and Shafi rahimahullah and Ahmad ibn Hamdan rahimahullah you find them they don't even know their books they don't even know their statements they don't even know the statements of the Sahaba because they haven't been taught by their innovators, those teachers who lead them astray. Their hizb, their party that leads them astray, newly invented parties leads them astray, doesn't teach them this. So you find even their salah is ta'ban. Their salah is, is weak. Their ibadah is weak. You find them their adherence to the true aqidah is weak. Adherence to the sunnah of Rasulullah is weak. So where do you think, where, how will they be able to establish Islam? How will they be able to establish Islamic State when the foundation is all corrupt or partly corrupt? How? So he said it with clear Arabic tongue. Whatever is not deen then, the time of Rasulullah and the Sahaba, cannot be considered deen now. That's in second century saying that. 1200 years ago. And nowadays, the celebration of the Prophet's birthday nowadays has become deen. Has become part of the deen, unfortunately. By these individuals who claim that it is allowed to, to celebrate it. And what is the problem with the Akhi? What's the problem? We are mentioning the seer of Rasulullah, reviving the, the Prophet's life, revived with an innovation. With an innovation. Every innovation is misguidance, and every misguidance is only to the fire. If they didn't take it as deen, there'll be no uh, 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 dispute between the scholars of Ahl Sunnah and the scholars of Ahl Bid'ah. But they have taken it as deen. Every year, they take it as a day of Eid. And Eid in Arabic language, from Ada Ya'udu, that comes back, something that comes back on a regular interval. Just like they have the two Eids, it comes back on regular intervals. So likewise, they have taken it as Eid because every year they celebrate it. They all come out in their numbers. Where are they from the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu So how can it be Deen? And it wasn't there at the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Nor in the time of the Sahaba And nor in the time of the Tabi'een, their successors. And nor in the time of the uh, followers of the successors. Ma Malik is from the followers of the Tabi'een. And he is from those who are under the best of all generations. Best people is my generation. Then then to come after them, then then to come after them. He comes under that. 
الذين يدون الصحابه هم التابعون والذين يدون التابعين هم اتباع التابعين ومنهم ابن الملك يقول ما لم يكن يوم نزلت هذه الايه اليوم اكملت لكم دينكم ما لم يكن يوم من دينه فلا يكون اليوم دينه When this verse was revealed, he said that's a great statement. What wasn't deen then cannot be deen now. And he said another statement. And nothing will rectify the latter part of this ummah except that which rectified the first part. What rectified the first part? Going back to Tawheed. Going back to the sunnah of Rasulullah Ittiba' Loving the Rasulullah Following his sunnah <coughs> Rectifying your belief in the six pillars In Allah and his angels and his books and his messengers And in the last day as well as the predestination The qadr, good and bad Believing in that correctly and That's why the, uh, uh, they, they used to say First we learn Iman First we learn Iman Then we learn Quran And that increased us in Iman And the meaning of that is First we learn Iman And then we learn the ahkam in the Qur'an, the rules and regulations. Nowadays they do the opposite. First they learn the rules and regulations. He's kafir, he's not kafir. They learn, they learn, they learn it from the, as we say in Maghrabi, learn it from the tail, not even from the front. <laughs> from the tail, huh? this is a statement in Morocco. Learn it from the tail. Enter the houses by the, by the front door, huh? by his doors. You go from the garden and you want Islam and the correct understanding that you have to enter the house by the door. By the correct door, you want to come from the window? You cannot be Islam like that. Those who do have to follow the foundations of the deed, the asal, Quran, Sunnah, and in the understanding of the Sahaba, عنهم, the Quran and the Sunnah, the authentic narrations. Fabricated, weak hadith going against the Sunnah of Rasulullah. And you say this is this is this is Islam? And they mentioned that narration which you mentioned earlier. I have not left you uh, uh, without. Left something that will get you closer to Jannah, except that I have mentioned it. I have not left you something that will keep you away from the hellfire, except that I have mentioned it. So why didn't he mention about celebrating his birthday as something good? Why did he mention about the Abid that the people used? Why did he mention that uh, uh, when the Jariya said that Allah Subhanahu is above the Arsh, which he said fi sama and fi in Arabic here means Allah. Why? Because Allah says, Wamshu fil ardi. Go in the land doesn't mean inside, it means above. So when she pointed up and she said, Fis sama. And Allah says, Ar Rahman arsh istawa. Why didn't he say otherwise? Why didn't he say otherwise? Why didn't he not say, He's there, as, as the Ash'ari say, He's there without a place? Since when did Allah say that? Since when did Rasulullah say that? He's there without a place. Who, said, who invented this word place? Makan. Who invented it except you? Except the innovators. So we stopped where they stopped. For they stopped upon knowledge. 
as Umar al-Aziz said, "Qif haythu waqaf al-qawm fa innahum an ilmin waqafu." Stop where the people stopped. The Sahaba stopped, for they stopped upon knowledge. Uh, uh, There is a, an, we do have a, a celebration which we have every week, Eid, which gets repeated every week. What is that day? Yom al Jum'ah, a mashroor, which is legislated for us to meet and gather on a Friday, on Yom al Jum'ah. So instead of Dhuhr, we pray uh, al Jum'ah. That ihtifal on the day of Eid, as the Prophet said, Khairu yawm in talat alayhi shams, Yom al Jum'ah. The best day. That uh, uh, the sun rises upon is the day of Jum'ah. 